Yo, what's up guys? Welcome to Christian's Corner. I'm your host, Christian Millsaps, and I'm so excited to talk about the Super Bowl. But, before we can get into that, we've got some other great sports news to talk about. Let's get into it. An important match in the Premier League title race took place this past weekend between Manchester City and Tottenham Hotspurs. It's a very important game for both clubs because City is trying ever so hard to catch up to Liverpool, who is not slowing down at all. Tottenham is really trying to ease their way into the top four, but Chelsea is doing just enough, and I mean just enough, to keep ahead of them. This match was big for both clubs, and it was important that each side got the three points. Probably more important for Manchester City is they trail Liverpool by a much larger amount than Tottenham does Chelsea. The game started off perfectly for Manchester City. They absolutely thrashed Tottenham, getting 19 shots in that entire match, but none of them went in. Early on in the first half, Sergio Aguero had a great chance to put his side up 1-0, but because of an amazing save by Hugo Lloris, barely got his studs to the ball, redirected it just enough, bounces off the post, no goal. The biggest part in the first half, though, was definitely the penalty. Sergio Aguero goes down, Sergio Aurier gets called for the foul, and right there you think, okay, Gundogan is going to put this in, it's going to be 1-0, and Manchester's never going to look back. But Hugo Lloris saves what was a lackluster penalty, but nonetheless, he made a very nice save, and then once again, had Vall card on upon, VAR called on upon, sorry, for his challenge, or whatever you want to call it, against Raheem Sterling, which was eventually not given as a goal. I think there was a lot to talk about in this game if you just want to talk about VAR, but I've talked about in the past. I think for the most part, the decisions in this match were fair. I definitely think you can make a case that they were bad, but I mean, ultimately you can do that with any decision. But that wasn't the biggest story in the match. The biggest story that VAR had was giving Zinchenko his second yellow card, which ultimately changed the game. Once he was given his second yellow, Tottenham, I mean, they still didn't do something crazy like just going out there and getting 10 shots in the last 30 minutes of the match. They had three the whole game, but that was all it took to go up 2-0 and beat a Manchester City side that looked like they were not going to even tie that match in any way. But because of that double yellow, it changes the course of the match. Manchester City just weren't really able to recover after that. And once again, losing out on points that are, were very crucial to this title race. And after that, you kind of wonder, do they even have a chance? Probably not. It looks like Liverpool, as long as they don't absolutely mess up the rest of their season, has this one in the bag. But for Tottenham, this means everything. Chelsea dropped points against Leicester, only getting one in a 2-2 draw which means Tottenham is just four points behind them. And if Chelsea keeps playing the way that they are and Tottenham continues to play the way they have been under Jose Mourinho, Chelsea could quickly find themselves outside of the top four. Now to football, but not quite the Super Bowl, but it does have a lot to do with the Super Bowl. One of the commercials that was run was a Hulu commercial that featured Tom Brady. And it started off very dramatic Tom Brady was being all serious, and it always was meant to make us feel, oh, here comes big announcement. And then it went into Hulu's typical, let's be funny, 
But at the end, Tom Brady did drop the very hint that so many people have been waiting for. He said, and I quote, I'm not going anywhere. It's finally confirmed that it's pretty much guaranteed that Tom Brady is once again going to return as the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots, which is going to make Patriots fans happy. I would say even people who despise Tom Brady, it's still good to see him in the NFL, kicking it, playing, trying to win Super Bowls. Doesn't mean that he is, but it's still nice to know that we've got one of the greatest competitors in sports history. You cannot deny the passion that he has for this game, what he has done for this game, and his willingness to do whatever it takes to win. Now, I personally am not a Brady fan, but I can't sit here and say this guy hasn't done anything for the game and he is not fun to watch and he doesn't make the NFL better because he does. I don't like him, but he's a great asset to the NFL. He brings in a lot of viewers, which helps the NFL from a business standpoint, but from a customer standpoint, it's just enjoyable to see guys like Tom Brady still there, still playing, showing that he's still got what it takes to be one of the best in the NFL. It'll be interesting to see what he does with the Patriots, and it'll be interesting to see how big that contract actually is. It's reported about $30 million a year, but who knows, he might get more, and I wouldn't be surprised. To everybody who was so convinced that he was either retiring or leaving another team, why in the world would you think that? There was no way Tom Brady was going to leave the Patriots, and there was definitely no way that that man was going to just straight up retire, especially after going out in the way that he did to the Tennessee Titans. There is no way that a competitor like that goes, eh, I guess my last game is going to be losing to a team that nobody expected us to lose to. Well, there's my career. See you guys. No, competitor like that does not go out on that note. I don't know how many years he has left in him. I don't know what the Patriots are going to do to try and build a better team around him, especially now that he probably needs more help than he has in the past. So it'll make an exciting year, especially now that Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have proven that they are the top dogs in the NFL, and they definitely want two in a row. Which leads me to my next topic of discussion, the Super Bowl, which was for me one of the best Super Bowls I've seen in quite some time. It was slow at points, you could argue, but I think it had a very healthy mix of offense and defense, and I think both teams had an equal chance to take that game in the fourth quarter. Before the game, I predicted that the 49ers would win the game. I'm typically a guy who goes with the best offense, not the best defense, but something was telling me the 49ers were going to win the game. Obviously, I was wrong, but the one thing I did get right is that it would come down to the fourth quarter, and it would be a very action-packed and exciting one, and it was. To start off the game, though, Kansas City went three and out. San Francisco did a very good job of handling Patrick Mahomes and that offense for the first drive. Okay, yeah, it was the first drive, but still, it was very nice to see the 49ers be so aggressive and bold starting off that game and really trying to make plays from the start the 49ers started that game off from an offensive and a defensive perspective much better than the Chiefs did they had some really they had a really nice sweet play there in their first drive and the star for really a large portion of the game for San Francisco was Samuel I mean he he had a really good first quarter he had a really good opening drive that sweet play he had a 
chance where he could have passed the ball but ended up running for a first down. It was a really good drive. The offense looked consistent. They were doing what they wanted, playing smart, not taking any big risks, letting Jimmy Garoppolo do what he needs to do, manage the game. And I say that with the utmost as as a compliment. I say that as a compliment. I don't I don't mean, oh, he's a game manager. I, I genuinely mean Jimmy Garoppolo did a very good job of managing the game there in that first quarter. San Francisco takes an early 3-0 lead, and it was impressive to see them start the game in the way that they did. But you would expect for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City offense to get something going, and in their, their response to that field goal, they had a really great drive. They were able to start finding Travis Kelsey, which was a nice big play. Damian Williams, I think, was probably, for me, the Super Bowl MVP. I know Patrick Mahomes won it, but for me, I think Damian Williams was the most consistent and influential player for the Kansas City Chiefs. I also think an honorable mention was Chris Jones. Obviously, his stat line wasn't amazing, but only one tackle. But being able to knock down three passes on the line, I thought that was really impressive, and that stood out to me as a big portion of how that Kansas City defense was really able to manage Jimmy Garoppolo. They didn't have to get to him necessarily. They just had to get their hands up, and they were able to make some really nice plays. But back to that second Kansas City drive. Kelsey was a much bigger part of that drive, and it was really showing. It was really helping. They were going to him quite a bit. They got Kelsey for his second catch of the game into the red zone, which really set up that Patrick Mahomes option, which was a great option. I mean, the defense could have played it a lot better. They may be the best pass defense, hands down, but their rushing defense, you would say, is probably average, and that showed last night. At times, they looked good going against the run, but for the most part, Kansas City, I think, was more consistent running the ball than they were throwing the ball until late in the game, more specifically, probably the fourth quarter. That drive, though, almost ended very poorly for Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes runs the ball on third down, fumbles it after he crossed the line, so I was kind of surprised that they actually called that fourth down. I figured that they would give him the first, but makes it a fourth and one. What is Andy Reid going to do? He makes the bold play. It is the Super Bowl. you got to go for it. It pays off. Damian Williams gets the direct snap, gets the first down, and then Patrick Mahomes finishes it off. It was a great drive, a very good response to a very poor opening drive, and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs were back in the driver's seat, and they were looking good. On the ensuing drive, Jimmy Garoppolo gets pressured first by Chris Jones. He gets away from him, goes to throw the ball, takes a big hit. He, he should not have thrown that ball whatsoever. It was a terrible decision to try and make that pass. He had no reason. It's never going to end well. Try and get it out or just take the sack. Instead, he throws the pick, and the Chiefs have great field position. But with that great field position, they didn't really do much in that drive. Mahomes found Sammy Watkins there early in the drive. They converted their second fourth down, but all that came of it was a field goal, and they took a 10-3 lead. A lot of people would expect that Chiefs offense to finish off an opportunity like that, and in the Super Bowl, the question is, is that enough? Is that field goal going to come back to hurt you later on? The 49ers did end up hurting the Chiefs, responding with a great drive. It was a really good response by Garoppolo. A lot of people say inexperienced. That's a big thing. Yes and no. 
a lot of people aren't going to have experience in the Super Bowl. That's why legends are made in the Super Bowl. A player who has, you could even say, has had an average career, take for example Eli Manning, can make a name for himself in the Super Bowl and probably punch his ticket into the Hall of Fame. Jimmy Garoppolo responded well, looked poised, got a good drive, and Mostert finally got the ball, which I was very surprised that it took Kyle Shanahan that long to give Mostert probably their, not probably, definitely their best offensive weapon the entire playoffs, the ball, nine minutes and 26 seconds remaining in the second quarter. I was very surprised by that. It ended up being fine for the game, but it was interesting to see them take so long to finally get Mostert involved. It helped on that drive. He was able to get going and had a very good second quarter overall. Samuel, again, made a nice drive there. He was playing very well in that first half and I think was the best receiver out there on the field for San Francisco. He made a nice catch on a slant route in the second quarter with about 5.30 to go. Got him a good first down. It was a good catch, quick play. And the 49ers making Bill Walsh happy and proud. Running a nice West Coast offense. A lot of play actions, a lot of quick passes. Run the ball hard. It worked in the first half, I think, really well. Again, I was surprised that it took them so long to get Mostert involved. But once they did, they really got going in that second half. I mean, in that second quarter, rather. They got that touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo finding his fifth receiver of the game, Kyle Uzcheck, for a nice touchdown that put them even at 10-10. On the ensuing drive with the two minutes to go, Kansas City gets stopped on third down. They only converted one of six through that entire first half, which, again, you got to praise that San Francisco defense for holding the Chiefs to only 10 points and shutting them down, essentially, on third down. On the other hand, they were very successful on fourth down, but San Francisco was able to limit them to only 10 points. Granted, those two fourth down conversions are what got them their points, eventually leading to a field goal, and obviously the first one leading to the Patrick Mahomes touchdown. That crucial stop defensively allowed San Francisco to get the ball back, but they didn't really care to try and do anything with it. With 56 seconds left, all three timeouts, they were just running the ball, not really worrying about it until they got a really nice big play, got him a first down. They wanted to take a shot deep. They found George Kittle, which I want to talk about this touch. I mean, not this touchdown, but the pass interference call really quickly. It was a great throw. It was a great catch by Kittle. And what could have been maybe not a game deciding, but a game changing catch was brought back because of a what I think is a very weak pass interference call. And I'm not arguing this because it was offensive or because I thought the 49ers would win the game. I'm arguing it because I make the same exact arguments for defensive pass interference. Kittle, did he extend his arm? Yeah, he did. But is it really enough to throw a penalty? Rules say yes. I think the rules are so weak. I understand why we have pass interference. But at what point do you let the guys play, especially in the Super Bowl? you got to let that pass interference go. You can't make that call. It's a big call to make, and for me, you got to let the guys play on. I don't think Kittle did enough to really alter that play. I don't think whether or not he does that little push-off, if you really want to call it a push-off, it's more like a poke-off. 
I don't think he doesn't catch that if he doesn't do that. I think he's making that catch, whether he extends his arm or not, and it's a first down right at the heart of the goal line. You can't throw that penalty. It was unnecessary. And again, if it's a regular season game, whatever. Okay, it's the Super Bowl. you got to let these guys play. It's the biggest game of the year. You can't throw flags for things that, <laughs> I mean, a two-year-old could have withstood that. Obviously, I'm exaggerating a bit, but I'm come on. This guy's in the NFL. He's not going to just get knocked over by a slight little touch of the finger. You can't call a flag on that. Play should have st- stood. Play should have stood. And the 49ers would have had a great opportunity to score a touchdown and go into the half with a lead and the ball back. But that didn't happen. You can't change it. It was what it was. I thought it was a really good half for both teams. I thought San Francisco did exactly what everybody would have expected them to do if they were going to win this game, play great defense. That's exactly what they did. They held Mahomes and that offense to very minimal plays. Nobody was making big plays for San Francisco or Kansas City. Samuel was making a lot of big plays, but I mean in the sense that there wasn't one play there in the first half that really, really altered the game in terms of you needed a giant chunk of yards. Here you go. You got it. That didn't happen in the first half. Both teams, I thought, played really well defensively. For me, though, the, the surprise was Kansas City's defense. They played really, really well defensively. They handled the running game well. Well, at least the running backs. Samuel was running the ball very well. And they limited Garoppolo to being able to have tons of success, to be able to put the pressure on him, force him into some rough throws, one that got them the ball, only got a field goal out of it. Still, it was really nice job by the Kansas City defense to compete at the same level that San Francisco's defense was, considering the Chiefs' offense hadn't really gotten going yet. After the halftime break, the San Francisco 49ers had the ball first, and I was really hoping that they could really open up the second half and make a statement, getting a touchdown, taking a nice seven-point lead. And at the beginning of the drive, they looked really good. Emmanuel Sanders finally got involved in the game, made two catches for 20 yards, opened up nicely. Samuel again made a nice play on a jet sweep, got the first down. Samuel played a great game now. He He led the team with five receptions, but only 39 yards. He ran the ball just three times, but had 53 yards. He really made a presence there on those three runs, and that's really what he did the best by far. Mostert, he got in the end zone. He had 58 yards, but at the end of the day, Samuel made a big impact getting three big plays, and he did that in that opening drive. Uzcheck once again made a nice catch as well. They did a nice play action. Uzcheck goes sprinting from that left side, or to the left side, rather, Garoppolo finds him for a nice first down. The drive was looking really good until the Kansas City Chiefs made a really, really nice stop there on third down, forcing Robbie Gold to take a 42-yard kick. It was disappointing from a standpoint that I was hoping, well, I actually was rooting for the Chiefs, but I picked the 49ers to win. It's a little bit conflicting there, but, you know, whatever. Would have liked to see the 49ers open up, like I said, with a touchdown. The field goal was nice, but... Again, if you're going up against the Chiefs and you get closer to that fourth quarter, you're going to have to do a lot more than just putting up three points if you really want to keep Patrick Mahomes from hurting you. 
You weren't going to be able to shut him down all game. They did a good job, though. They did a very good job. You could argue, actually, I am arguing, that they by far did the best job that any defense has done all season against the best quarterback in the NFL. But you can't do it for four quarters. You're just, you're just not going to do it. So, to help out your defense, you got to build enough of a lead, and three points is not going to do that for you. Just like the first half, the Chiefs started off the second very, very slow. On the first play of the drive, Sammy Watkins was able to make a 19-yard play, but after that, the Chiefs weren't able to get anything going. Nick Bosa, on second and five, was able to get to Mahomes, slap the ball out of his hands, force the fumble. Patrick Mahomes was able to fortunately regain his fumble, but on the ensuing play, Patrick Mahomes threw a really, really bad pass to Warner. I was very surprised to see him throw it. It did get tipped at the line, but it was still an interesting pass by Mahomes. He typically doesn't make decisions like that. Tyreek Hill wasn't really open, and even without it being tipped, I don't think he really had any reason throwing that ball. It did take out a little bit of the zip, but Warner was close enough to make that play regardless. I was really surprised. It was a very sloppy throw from Mahomes, and I thought right there, this is the chance for San Francisco to take this game. That crucial interception put San Francisco in a great position. Started at their own 45, pretty much midfield. Didn't have to go far to get into the end zone. Perfect opportunity. And they started off really nice. Then Bourne with a 26-yarder that put them at the 11-yard line, which Uzcheck then got them to the 1, and Mostert finished it off with his only touchdown of the game, making it a 20-10 game. San Francisco was in the driver's seat. They had Kansas City exactly where they wanted them. They had a nice 10-point lead, and all they had to do was have a good fourth quarter, make sure to limit Kansas City, and at least put on a couple more points. That's all they had to do. You're up by 10. Make sure Kansas City doesn't do anything crazy, and just put up a couple of points. Nothing special. Just put up some points, play good defense, and this game is over for y'all. But obviously... It did not go that way. At the beginning, the 49ers did do exactly that. They managed to play great defense, but they weren't able to follow up. On the ensuing drive, the Chiefs ran 12 plays, but it ultimately ended with Patrick Mahomes throwing his second pick of the game, once again looking for Tyreek Hill. The pass wasn't great. Mahomes threw it behind him. Hill tries to get a hand on it. He did. It tips it up, and Moore is right there for the interception. At that point... Into the fourth quarter now, the 49ers had him exactly where they wanted. Mahomes made another mistake, his second pick, and it wasn't a good one either. It wasn't like an amazing, okay, well, to be fair, it was a great catch. But it wasn't like a defender made a great play. Mahomes just missed his guy. And a defender, after the missed pass, then made the great play to catch the ball. It was preventable. It shouldn't have happened, but it did for the second time. Again, the 49ers' defense was looking great. They were doing exactly what they needed to do. They were shutting down Patrick Mahomes, and they had a chance once again to get down the field and probably put this game away. If they get a touchdown on that ensuing drive, it's 27-10. It's a 17-point game. Who knows what happens at that point. You got a nice 17-point lead. You're really putting the pressure on the Chiefs, who so far 
at this point in the game were playing pretty bad. Patrick Mahomes was making mistakes. The 49ers defense were definitely doing a good job of forcing those mistakes, putting pressure on him, and limiting everybody else. As the story went, though, for San Francisco in the fourth quarter, they weren't able to do anything offensively. The Chiefs responded in the best way possible defensively, matching San Francisco's level. The Chiefs, for me, the defense is what ultimately won that game. If it weren't for that phenomenal defensive play, keeping Mahomes' mistakes from coming back to bite them, I don't know if the game ends the way it did. They had to make sure to stop Mostert and Jimmy Garoppolo from hurting them, putting more points on the board and putting this game out of reach. Instead, they responded phenomenally, held whatever the 49ers tried to do to nothing. Without the defensive play, Mahomes isn't able to do what he did to win himself MVP. They didn't even have a chance. One touchdown could have put that game away, but instead, the Chiefs won that game by shutting 49, the 49ers down and limiting them to nothing. It gave Patrick Mahomes plenty of time, plenty of chances to make plays with his arm and put his team in a position to win the game, and that's exactly what he did. After a disappointing 5-play, 17-yard drive and a punt, the Chiefs had a great chance to cut into that lead, and that's exactly what they did. They were able to start off the drive very well. They got into a good field positioning to the San Francisco 21 where Mahomes tried to find Travis Kelsey in the end zone, but a pass interference was called against Moore on third down, which definitely changed the drive, obviously because the next play from the one-yard line, Travis Kelsey actually got into the end zone, making it a 20-17 to point game. Once again, a defensive, well, not even a defensive, but a pass interference call hurting the 49ers, and it once again was questionable. Now, some people will disagree with that and go, it was clearly a foul. But what do you want the defender to do? <laughs> I mean, he was trying to play the ball to the best of his ability. He's running with Kelsey step for step. The th- throw wasn't perfect. He underthrew Kelsey. What do you want the defender to do? He's playing great defense. You want him to just stop and get out of the way so he doesn't commit the penalty? Stop on a dime, turn around, and actually play the ball, quote-unquote? These guys are freak athletes, but they can't just change their body position at the drop of a dime. Well, at least not if you're somebody besides Lamar Jackson. I, I don't see how you can call that a penalty. It's just as ridiculous as the George Kittle pass interference. And it, again, altered the game. Without that play, or that pass interference call, rather, the Chiefs, I highly doubt we're going to go for it on 4th and 10 at that point in the game. Instead, they would have had to kick a field goal. If they make it, it's 20-13. to Much different than 20-17. to I don't agree with the call. Again, it's not because I'm being biased. I promise you. It's because the rule book, what it defines as a pass interference, it's a subjective call at the end of the day. And if you show that play to 100 different refs all at the same time, you might get a hundred different interpretations of why they think it was or wasn't a pass interference. Some, it could be split down the middle. Half of them could say it was, half of them could say it wasn't. For me, I'm with the, it wasn't. Again, I don't know what you expect defenders to do in this day and age to try and stop the ball. Obviously, I know you're supposed to turn around, make sure you locate the football and make the play, but it's so much harder for a defender to do that because they're trying to keep track of the receiver. 
They know the ball's coming, and as long as they don't do something blatant, I'm sorry, you can't just call everything you see. Oh, there was a little shove. They're going to go out there. They're going to play. Let them play. Again, let them play. It was not a penalty. A defender, I don't care how good you are. I don't care if you're Richard Sermon or Jalen Ramsey. It is really hard in a split second to go, oh, the ball's coming. Let me turn around and find it real quick. No, you got to go up there and you got to make the play now. And I thought he did a good job of making the play. It was underthrown. You can't penalize the defender for a bad pass. You just can't, especially when it changes the game from a seven-point score to a three-point score. I'm sorry, you just can't do that, especially in a game that matters this much. After that, it was really all downhill for the 49ers. They couldn't do anything offensively. The Chiefs' defense were absolutely phenomenal there in that fourth quarter. Without them, I don't know whether or not Patrick Mahomes has the time or the drives to be able to do what he did. He played really, really well. By far the best in the fourth quarter because he had a really interesting game there for three. The 49ers did a great job of neutralizing him. And that's why I think that even though he was a big part, obviously, of them getting the lead, I think it was more in part to the defense. And I think the more consistent player throughout the game was Damian Williams. I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan. I love him. I think he's great. I think he's the most talented quarterback in the NFL by far. But if we're talking about who deserved to win it, I definitely think Damian Williams was the better player throughout the full four quarters. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter who takes home MVP. All that matters is who takes home that Lombardi trophy. And the Chiefs finally got to bring it home to Kansas City. It was definitely a great season by Kansas City. You can't deny them of that. You can't deny them of the fact that they were able to have one of the best fourth quarters in Super Bowl history for me personally, especially from a defensive standpoint. To be able to hold the 49ers to zero points, that's what won it for them. Without that, who knows what would have happened. Without being able to force the 49ers to such quick drives, Patrick Mahomes might not have had time to go out there and win that football game. The defense played great. There was all the talk about the 49ers, Richard Sherman, Nick Bosa. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs' defense is what stole the show. That 0.4th quarter put them in a phenomenal position, allowing Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the NFL, to make the plays that he needed to to win the Super Bowl and bring it home to Kansas City. It was a phenomenal game. I was really excited to see it, and I was really, really happy that the Chiefs and the 49ers gave us a Super Bowl that I'd say we haven't had in a while, especially after last season's dud. I haven't been this excited throughout the four quarters of a Super Bowl, probably since the Eagles-Patriots game, which again, I know that wasn't really that long ago, but hey, we got what we want. It was a great game if you're a neutral fan. If you're Kansas City, you were so thrilled by this win. If you're San Francisco, it's heartbreaking. There are a lot of things that you can nitpick and say, hey, well, this lost us the game. Those two bad pass interference calls, maybe, but you had time to win that game. You had time in the fourth quarter to put it away, but you didn't. That's always going to be the story of this game, the inability to finish it off and the Chiefs' ability to shut them out and take it. With that being said, it was a great Sunday night of football. We finally know where Tom Brady's going to be next season. I can't wait for more sports. I can't wait till next week. You guys have a good week, and I'll see you later. Peace out.